Welcome to Oops, I Talked Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Uh, guys. <laughs> yes? <laughs> nice transition there. There's a lot of news nowadays. Really? Though. Oh, you mean like uh, Roseanne or something, right? Yes. <laughs> actually, yeah, I do mean that too. <laughs> and it can be hard to keep track of like what's important or what you should be paying attention to or what's a bad sign of the future. Mixed Everything in, mixed in with all this stuff where it's like, what are people complaining about on Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram? Like, it's just like, it's really overwhelming. And I times. think one of the frustrations for me in particular is like how people fixate so much on the celebrity news as people, like as everyone does, because you know mm-hmm. them. But like, I, people care more about Roseanne or Kanye West saying something stupid. Meanwhile, we, news comes out of these like, really like unprecedented government corruption things. Meanwhile, Puerto Rico had, like, uh, more people die in Puerto Rico during the... 70 crisis. times as much as the government's it, estimate. More than a Katrina's, and no one's yeah. talking about how this is Bush's Katrina or anything. I mean, uh, Trump's yeah. Katrina, even though yeah. it should be by any logical, right, uh, mm-hmm. reasonable world. Uh, in that regard, I had my neo-Nazi student that I reference often... Uh, I had to convince him that Puerto Ricans were Americans. He did not know, and he wouldn't believe me oh, yeah, for yeah, that's three weeks. <laughs> a lot of people uh, were like, they're not Americans. We shouldn't be moral police. And like, literally, they're American citizenships. They're, they're fucking, you, you don't know <laughs> jack shit. <laughs> well, they, they're not able to vote, so, you know, come on. Oh, they're not really people. They are able know? to vote. Their votes just don't yeah. count. <laughs> <laughs> come on. So, another thing that I just, in, to go off of what you were saying, Phil... One of the things, too, is a lot of times stories are called distractions when they're also very important. Like, I remember when the trans ban came out, a lot of people were like, this is just a distraction. And I'm like, this is also important, though. Like, this is a civil rights issue. And they're like, yeah, but it's not this. And, like, I feel like one person's distraction is another person's defining issue. And... Yeah, no, I mean Roseanne. Yeah, if your if your defining issue is Roseanne, <laughs> but I don't, I don't mean, Ro, I don't mean Roseanne in particular. But I mean, well, like, the, Roseanne is racism. That's really what it's getting at. That's is, true. It, should we hold racists accountable? Should they still have jobs when they're speaking well, such vitriolic garbage out of their mouths? Well, Roseanne mm. is is a big deal because people are like, wow, you can't get busted racism nowadays, huh? Isn't that weird? <laughs> what was? I think it was an Onion article that was uh, ABC critiqued for their unrealistic portrayal of a racist being held accountable for <laughs> <Yeah>. their actions. <laughs> It's also, which we're going to get into here, um, part of the reason why sometimes we fixate on stuff like that is because it, it cuts to the matter more directly where as there's a lot of like nuance and there's a lot, there's a lot of money to follow in situations like these. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, take Michael Cohen. Like, it, the, the general public opinion of him is basically now it's just to the point where he's obviously a criminal. It's just how many crimes he's done. But some, so uh, if you don't know, I don't know how you don't know, but Michael Cohen was Trump's long-term uh, p- personal attorney and his fixer, who when there was a problem, he would fix it. Yeah, and there's there's been so many things that he's like, he's taking money from companies like within last year and the beginning of this year and said that he can establish a back channel to talk to Trump. For instance, he took $600,000 from AT&T. He took $1.2 million from a pharmaceutical company, Novartis. And he took 500000 from an investment firm, Columbus Nova. And one of the things like I thought was really interesting, and 
some of this can be hard because like i i wish people had talked about this more but as i was doing more and more research into michael cohen the problem is that without a clear definitive link that he is communicating with trump about this mm. it's not like that this within itself is kind of a big deal but without that clear link it's not, not smoking a, gun yeah it's not yeah. smoking gun I, I went on the donald as soon as the novartis thing came out because i was like what can they possibly like how can they spin this but immediately they were just saying cohen was using trump's his connection to Trump to like scam companies out of their money and take it for himself and not ever even talk to Trump. Yep. And th that's a lot of things that like um, a lot of different uh, news articles that I was reading through have been saying like he, he was very big on speaking about himself. He, he was angling unsuccessfully to enter the white house a year ago and telling associates that he might become the council or chief of staff. So he was clearly like doing his own thing to an extent. But it's just it's the fact that he was able to get into so contact with so many different like companies and and world leaders. <laughs> yeah, and that was the big thing is that he got into contact with world leaders. Like for instance, he received four hundred thousand to six hundred thousand dollars to establish a back channel for the Ukrainian president Poroshenko uh, last year in June. I find that I, when I heard that, I thought that was the craziest thing that. It's like pay to meet the president of another country. Like, well, they call that that. That's like Hillary Clinton was accused of that yeah, by Trump's base, pay to play. Yeah, and like, that's just so like, that was like their thing was like yelling at her about this. And well, it, I heard I think it revealed that uh, Trump's emails were not secure either, or some shit like that. And yeah, phone, yeah. Course, like yeah, everything. Like, that's funny thing about Trump. Well, it's not funny. It's sad. Uh, yeah. that everything. Anything we, we can rally against Hillary, Trump is always it's, proves to be worth, worth it's about it. So much projection to like an insane level of uh, like, how much it they seems like it's not does real. He does he not realize, or is he, do you think he's like just a manipulator? Like I can't tell if he just like because people often project when they don't even realize they're doing Trump, it. Trump Trump doesn't realize. I don't, I don't think he has the. I hindsight. think he's too much of a narcissist. Yeah. To realize. I yeah. I think a lot of people uh, hate themselves uh, and. Like, <laughs> Like, I, I, uh, speaking from experience, slices. <laughs> but like, I noticed of myself, like uh, a lot of quality, like you know, when people bitch about li like lazy leeches and shit like that, usually mm -hmm. there are people who have bullshit administrative jobs that don't contribute into the economy. They're probably in the financial district or whatever, do, accomplishing nothing, adding nothing of value to the economy or to society or anything of, or whatsoever. So, and they call it people leeches when they're really leeches. And I think uh, it's it, like they don't, they want to avoid these labels so much that they well, just. Uh, and simply seeing other people and like just lash out at them, and I think probably yeah. that's the mentality of Trump. Possibly for me, like sometimes I just I just feel like they don't have the level of introspection required to be like, oh wait, what am I doing? Although I mean, it, when you're committing crimes, I think you should know to a degree. It's like, oh, I'm actually committing crimes here. No, I'm pretty sure that when like John Jr. like met with Russians and stuff, he didn't. He had no idea he was committing crimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. No, the question isn't does he know he's committing crimes? Well, he might not actually. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's it's like do they realize that like they were just yelling at Hillary f like six months ago about this? They're and... they're really honestly the whole other thing was just them crowd surfing anyway. So maybe they don't really like they don't really think about it. like Trump admitted in an interview saying I don't do introspection. I don't like I wouldn't want to find out what I like, find from that. So like he like he already admits it. Like these people just do what works. <laughs> It, they 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 win based on by not thinking about it. So why would they think about it? Like why would you stop doing what works? Yeah, especially like thinking about whether or not they do, like you think sit there and think. Do they do enough introspection when they're the people like?
like the the fake news people that even when it's like the the reporting is true, they still have to keep banging on the fake news drum in order to push a narrative. <laughs> when it comes to Trump's introspection, can I read this tweet from 2012 that I came across this morning? Sure, go ahead. Trump Trump said November 19th, 2012. It makes me feel so good to hit sleaze bags back. Much better than seeing a psychiatrist. And then parentheses, <laughs> which I never have. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, tough guy over here. Definitely <laughs> yeah. doesn't need any actual professional help or anything. Cause he's I should also mention uh, Ryan was saying, oh, I don't know how you would not know about uh, Cohen or anything. <laughs> but there was a recent poll from uh, Navigator, which is a polling, a Democratic strategist polling group to see, to like uh, try to gauge things for the 2018 election and uh, see what, how things are polling. Mm-hmm. And they polled uh, what people think about the Mueller investigation. And over, over 59% of people, um, all Americans, do not believe the Mueller investigation has covered any crime so far. They're, they're just a witch hunt. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah, which is which is blatantly untrue. People See, have been I actually convicted. on that in that regard though, I've seen a lot of different different polls have different things. A lot of them, if you go by party, the majority of the country does trust Mueller based on a, a, some of the polls I've heard yesterday. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at Republicans, it's like eighty percent are like, "Oh, it's a witch hunt. It's not real." Mm-hmm. But like, we have five guilty pleas and fucking seventy-five charges and over. A two yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if, if what Mueller has. It matters if people are going to believe it and if people are going to I rally. Know. And I do think a lot of people probably don't know that much about the Cohen stuff and probably aren't paying attention. And mm-hmm. when the Mueller does indict Trump, if that happens, people are going to act like this came out of nowhere and what the fuck, uh, witch hunt shit. Well, even if Mueller doesn't indict Trump because the legality of that is questionable, the thing that worries me about all these scandals is I think, like, the worst-case scenario is Mueller has this whole report that's like, look at all these crimes, and he gives it to Congress, and let's say by some horrible, horrible nightmare we don't take back the House or the Senate, then they they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is like... What about the worst scenario, Ryan? We do take it back to the House and Senate, and Democrats are like, I don't know if we want to go against no, the Republicans. No, I don't. I don't think we're. I don't see. I that don't happening. think we need to. Worry oh, about oh, like wait for hell, world! Surprise, <laughs> you guys! Whoa! The only reason why I don't see that happening, I could see that happening like now, but I think if we take back the House, it's because we actually wrote a real blue wave of progressive like policies. It, I feel I don't like know. it's not That's even just, just that. I feel like depending on what Mueller brings to the table, enough people are going to dislike Trump and want to see something happen that Democrats, even if they may not want to do it they'll be afraid for like their future jobs to be reelected. It's like, this is probably a good campaign move, especially like if his popularity drops and it's only Republicans supporting him. Well, let's see if that happens. Like, I, let's see. Yeah. There's a lot of ifs. <laughs> so, okay. Tell us more about Michael Cohen. <laughs> There's not that much more. He's just, he's a really like slimy and gross dude. And th- the hardest part about all this is just trying to find ways in which like he is being connected to Trump besides just being his, you know, the personal lawyer, his fixer. He also, yeah, he, didn't he pay off Stormy Daniels? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Th- Trump was supposed to pay him back and he didn't or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. No, the Ukraine paid him back or whatever. <laughs> That's why he's like, I'm making my own money now. Uh, yeah. One thing I, I do want to say about Michael Cohen that I've been really enjoying the last couple of days is there's a recording that surfaced about mm-hmm. uh, him making an angry phone call to Tim Mack, who was at the time a Daily Beast reporter who's now on NPR, where he was writing an article early in Trump's campaign about how Trump's wife, and this is something I bring up a lot, and a lot of his people don't believe wife. me. Yeah. yeah, his first wife, Ivana Trump, in a 1993 deposition during their divorce proceedings, said on the record, under oath, that Trump had raped her. 
And Cohen started the phone call saying, first off, it's not illegal to rape your spouse, which is false. And he's an attorney. He should know that. No, I think he said you can't, it's, it's, you can't rape your, your wife. No, he like, said yeah. it's not a crime. He said spousal <laughs> rape is not a crime. <laughs> and then he just proceeded to threaten and yell profanity at him that was like, do you even know who the fuck you're messing with? And Timac was like, uh, yeah, like I'm, that's why I'm doing this article. <laughs> do you have a comment? And he was like, fuck you. And he was like, I'm going to like destroy you. I'm going to ruin you. And then for, you know for full transparency Ivana Trump has later said that she didn't mean rape in a literal sense whatever that means and that now her and Donald are best of friends mm. but didn't they settle that case I think so yeah but given Michael Cohen's history of convincing women to not testify against Trump I don't know if I'm gonna believe that <laughs> but yeah he just the thing that's so funny about these recordings is that like Michael Cohen looks like a, a dumb Sopranos character, and then you hear him talk, and you're like, you are a dumb Sopranos character. Mm-hmm. Also, to add to that, I believe the reason why he, uh, uh, Trump assaulted his wife was because uh, she recommended a bad hair plug guy, too. Just to add another <laughs> layer of stupidity to this whole yep. Um The last thing I just want to bring up regarding Cohen is that he tried to solicit, in two th- late 2016, he solicited a million dollars from Qatar to meet with the president, and... Um, he tried uh, talking to this guy, Ahmed al-Ramehi, and he's an official of the country's sovereign wealth fund, the Qatar Investment Authority. And this is one of the first signs that Cohen has actually, he's pitched his influence to foreign governments, like he went out there and mm-hmm. did it. But the official refused over the phone call, and a few days later, uh, Michael Flynn was meeting with a Qatari foreign minister, and outside... Cohen was not allowed in, and nor was this guy. And outside, Cohen tried to approach him again. And the guy said he was, like, super shocked at how just brash and out in the open he was in asking about it. Where it's sort of like, I, I imagine you don't even use codes to commit crimes. You're like, so if you pay me, I'll, you know, I'll get you to the president. <laughs> That's why it's funny, because it's not that hard to cover up this kind of shit. But it's, it's... Yeah, it is It is telling that how much of this stuff, like, it reminds me just, like, like Nixon having tapes of everything, it's like mm-hmm. don't record yourself when you're committing crimes. <laughs> and yeah. like Cohen's business partner just uh, decided to work with attorneys and testify against him. It's the taxi king. So I think we're <laughs> gonna find some more great shit about Cohen soon. It's just, it's just. I wish, so I wish dumb. it could be all linked to Trump telling him it's like, yeah, you know, I'll, you pay me whatever money you want and send people my way, type of. A but thing. to go, to go with what Sly was saying earlier, would it even fucking matter? Because when, like, I Don feel Jr. like Cohen is so dirty at this point. Don Jr. Would. released all those emails yeah. where people were like, hey, we're from Russia and we have dirt on Hillary, and he said, that sounds great, I'd love to see it, especially closer to the election. Yeah. Like, come on! Yeah, and people already forgot about that pretty much. We moved on already, essentially. But I feel like there's a difference between... he tweeted between... that! He tweeted them all! I, I feel like when you have the money trail, that's when people, like, kind of perk mm. their ears up, because before, it's like, that's just information. You get, like, again, their defense during that was, you know, any Anyone would pay for, or anyone would want information about a political candidate, their opponent. Whereas, like this is like when you're being, when you're being paid, yeah, hundreds of thousands to millions. Anyone of would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars, to <laughs> yeah, well, them, which is probably true too. But oh um, speaking of weird deals with Gulf state leaders <laughs> and Don <laughs> Junior, great transition again. We're nailing it this episode. <laughs> um, you know, so. Uh, a- Last month, two months ago now? God, what fucking month? <laughs> Who are we? What, what do we what In we March, that was many months ago, um, 
in March, uh, New York Times broke an, another crazy article, what I thought was a crazy story at the time, but no one really, I guess, talked about or cared about, um, that there was a, actually, besides the Trump Tower meeting with the Russians that everyone went crazy over in the past, there was actually a second Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr. and um, some Persian Gulf country leaders. Um, so the, the people at this meeting were Don Jr., um, an Israeli social media manipulator specialist. He wrote, he works for this company called Sci War or something like that, or Sci Group, whose whose slogan <laughs> is literally is this like a fucking X Men team? <laughs> well, their their slogan is literally shape reality, and they basically <laughs> they manipulate social media to you know shape reality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I like the idea of the the future just being companies tell you what they do on the lid, where they're like, "We hide your information from the government." Uh, well, it's the thing is, people consumers don't know about this. It's like governments know about these groups. Like, mm. I guess they're in the open, but no one like. It's just like, when do you hear about them? You know. Mm-hmm. And then, importantly, George Nader was there. Who is he? Was there on behalf of the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia's governments. So he was representing the the leaders, the, the crown princes of those two countries. Um, and Eric Prince arranged the meeting. If you guys don't know Eric Prince, he is Betsy DeVos's brother who mm. founded Blackwater. If you guys remember, um, when we invaded Afghanistan and Iraq, um, not every soldier there was, was U.S. military. A lot of them are private mercenaries. Um uh, under Blackwater, I love it's that. real dystopia shit. Yeah, Iraq War was the most privatized war in, uh, at the time. And they, yeah, they, they're they're hard to keep accountable too. That well, that's uh, the, yeah, they're they're much more expendable. The same reason that we had that 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 um th- that came out that was that battle between U.S. troops and Russian mercenaries is because we don't we're not at war with Russia now because we killed mercenaries and Russia can be like ah they're not ours. Mm. Yeah, proxy um, wars. Henry Kajima's so, right. Go pay America's all the Can I just say one small aside about Trump's relationship with Saudi Arabia? Yeah. So Saudi Arabia is not exactly known for their human rights respect. And usually presidents would go to Saudi Arabia and preach human rights, but then also still sell, send them a bunch of weapons and support them. But the... Trump, when he went to speak in Saudi Arabia, not only did he not mention human rights or democracy once, but he touched that speech, orb. What the heck, but man? He did touch that orb. <laughs> but he also said a lot of other American presidents, Dave, you know, looking over your shoulder, and I'm paraphrasing, don't worry, you got my blessing. Pretty much do whatever you want. And then literal torturers, they tortured human rights attorneys in Saudi Arabia, and while they tortured them, they literally said, don't worry, Trump gave us the green light. So, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, Saudi Arabia really sucks, and yeah. we support them for, I mean, a lot of reasons, but, like, interestingly to today's news is, that, like, they have been, throughout the last century, uh, uh, the arch enemy of Iran, so, yeah. like, they Which hate each other. one of the reasons we support them. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Israel and, Iran, and uh, Saudi Arabia are probably the reason we're going to eventually go to war with Iran, on top yeah. of yeah. oil. They hate Iran a lot, so, um, well, I'll, I'll get into it. So, Eric, Eric Prince arranged this meeting. He, again, founded Blackwater, which had to change... They changed their name because they got bad press after some Blackwater soldiers, like, raped and killed Iraqi civilians. Yeah, they called it like, XC or something like that. Yeah, no, no, now they're Academy. Yeah, now they're With an I. Yeah. They changed it multiple times. Like, uh, they sold their name so irreparably that they changed it multiple times. Yeah. Another, <laughs> which is dumb to do that and also sad because it works No, it's so really smart. Uh, yeah. People are, are like... I mean, that happens all the time. Everyone's like, oh, BP, that's a gas station. But that was the Anglo-Iranian oil company that... Uh, we had a coup for it. Time Warner oh. Cable changed yeah. their name to Spectrum because their internet was so bad. And they tried to get <laughs> yeah. rid of that image. 
So yeah, Don Jr. is meeting with the this representative of these two countries, this Israeli social media guy, and Eric Prince. And so the 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 hard thing here is that we don't actually know like with the Michael Cohen thing, like if anything actually came out of this meeting after. We know that Trump Jr. responded approvingly to the men's offers, but there's a lot of apologists saying that He's just a big softy who always does that. Like he's just just trying to make people like him, probably like Trump. Uh, people, <laughs> I love. People, I love the picture this is painting of like the Trump family, and they're just like gross psycho fans that are also narcissists. <laughs> like people say that people go up to Don Jr. all the time at the Trump International Hotel and want to take selfies, and his people have to be like, "You can't take a picture with him. Like this is someone who hates you, but he just wants to like make people like him." Trump makes uh, Trump Jr. makes people take pictures of him at the gym <laughs> he makes people take pictures of him and he's like he's like now tell everyone how exciting it was running into me <laughs> oh my yeah, god he really, I, I don't he really know did adopt his dad's insecurities he's everyone, every do. you could you yeah. could every single thing john jr does you could be like oh you just want your dad to love you like every <laughs> single action he does it's so obvious i think like, i think that is uh, that's something i've been noticing in the past few years how much i realize everyone takes shit like you are bred shit by your parents and it's mm. not intentional they don't mean to but it's like the most natural thing in the world that whatever neurosis neuroses your parents have you adopt in some form to a lesser or greater degree we, we had a episode about this we talked about how our parents are shaved just because we hate our parents like <laughs> yeah. yeah we did we did that's true. That was a long time ago do you ever look at the Trump family and think, like, if I was reading a book with these characters, I would complain that they're, like, poorly written and shallow and that, dumb? I feel like that's been, like, a constant thing people have argued about the last few years. Where if we like, got in their minds, though, we, I don't know if we would. If we had their narration? Yeah, like, maybe. Would we, uh, well, no, I, that's the funny thing. I think even if we had a narration, it would be like, wow, this is Trump. This, if we were reading the Donald Trump written book, he would be like, I'm the best. I'm great. I'm <laughs> yeah. doing so good. People would be like, this book is shit. That's why... Uh, uh, oh my strange. god, Trump's a Mark Millar character. <laughs> yeah, that's why truth is always what they say, truth is stranger than fiction. Because if yeah. you wrote this shit like, out, of your, out of your head, people wouldn't believe it. They'd be like, no one acts like the, that way. Reality isn't that simple. You're a bad writer. But in reality, if you wrote people exactly as they are, people would think like this is shit right. But in reality, it's good right. Mark Millar is a prophet. He knew what people were <laughs> Yeah, and I think what... It's it, this is like a very weird silver lining to think about is that the rise of fascism is teaching people about how believable fascism is because when you sit back there and you think about like the Nazis and what they did in Germany you're like how could anyone in that country stand for it but then you start to like you start to realize when it happens to like your country now you have the experience of this you're like I mean not that we're equivalent yet but you start to realize it's like oh this is there's there's a lot more things i didn't notice and the it's bad yeah <laughs> and like i i feel like it's really dangerous to think that way like oh nazis but like like everyone was fat was becoming fascist at the time it wasn't just them like it was mm -hmm. it every country was was turning to fascism it, yeah it's, mussolini it's, it's, and, and yeah. daryl says maybe we won't turn fascism but keep in mind eastern europe is probably gonna be definitely fascist uh, western europe who knows uh, and so fascists are going to, and you know, Russia's already fascist pretty much. So like fascists already have a sway in our, and you know, we have dictatorships all, all across the world. So you really have a hunch, like a small segment of democracy and we act like we're a democratic world. Yeah, Republicanism is the, is the, is like the exception, not the norm. Like mm. in history, uh, mon monarchical or like rule and, and in the modern era, fascist rule is like 
way, way, way more common than fucking republics. But don't worry, we all have our guns, so we can fight the military. It'll be the, the military, which the people with the guns are going to support what they're doing. Oh, shit. Oh, my, it's almost like that's not a logically secure <laughs> argument. Well, uh, I, I, I have to say, I... I I am. I have some faith in the U.S. to not become fascist because it traditionally has been strong against it. Uh, it doesn't mean it we, won't. <laughs> yeah, we also. Twenty years like, is not a huge time frame. We ha- we do have a yeah. huge population that is currently like bucking the trend or like fighting back against it and rising up and is very vocal. The fears the fears when it's the min- the super minority like the twenty percent of people that are against it and the eighty percent are for it instead yeah. of here where it's like eighty percent of Republicans. Which well, are- I think you're. I think that's a, uh, a misunderstanding. A lot of times, uh, Nazism usually has gets a gets a tiny sliver of majority. They don't. They yeah, never yeah. just sees. Yeah, there's that, there's that article recently about um, that white centrists are more dangerous to it than the the yeah. fascists because the white centrists will abide by it as long as it doesn't yeah. affect them. Yeah, well, I read that brand new article, Letter from a Birmingham Jail. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a, a poll recently that uh, uh, centrists in every country uh, don't think democracy is as important as either the radical left or the radical right. So there you yeah. go. But I, I think maybe what I was getting at, which is a better way to rephrase it, is that are the 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 anti-fascist minority is very vocal and we're very mm. um we're fighting back against it constantly well That's we'll see yeah. if the, it depends on who wins the trump alt-right kind of guys or even like the, the, the suburban comfortable people who, who uh support trump or the like mechanical and mechanical <laughs> mcconnell uh mitt romney republican types who knows yeah i think um i think sly has a really good point that it, it's in, in usually in these fascist situations, it's they're not actually a majority. Like mm-hmm. in, in any any case I can think of, they are a minority. But maybe like maybe twenty percent, thirty percent that ends up using force to intimidate people into listening. Yeah. But at the same time, in all these cases as well, they like they don't have any. They have very weak established institutions um, politically that makes yes. it easy for that to happen. Yeah. But th- thank God our institutions are very strong and not being undermined in any way. Right, Phil? <laughs> uh, well, that, that'll be what we see is if, if yeah. there is a way to – if how far Trump can push the envelope yeah. before yeah. people you know, go crazy. And I do so, have to say I am surprised at how well it's held up. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm happy or that it's not incredibly worrying the way he undermines like – literally everything but like i expected it to be even worse than it is yeah he hasn't gotten most of what he wanted actually yeah mm-hmm. he got he, he's, yeah. He's, he's the thing is he a lot of things he wants are what republicans already want like that's tax another, cuts no, yeah, yeah another note is a lot of people are going along with trump just to get what they want which is tax cuts and yep. deregulation yeah. and stuff like that and the question yeah. is how far they're willing to go and who knows which like, is pretty like, far thanks yeah. paul Ryan. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so to finish this Trump Tower thing, just before we lose the relevance of it, like why, who, who cares that he met with him? Well, if you guys didn't know, it's illegal to accept foreign contributions to a campaign. <laughs> so yeah. if the UAE and Saudi governments did end up helping Trump get elected like they wanted to, they, they apparently said um, uh, we, they think Trump will be a strong leader who will fill the power vacuum that Obama left in the Middle East, according to uh, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, both fucking asshole countries. When Obama <laughs> literally created ISIS, it's according true. to Trump. <laughs> um, so if they did actually end up getting support from him uh, from those countries, that would be illegal. We don't know if they did, but um, George Nader, 
after this meeting, we know did end end up um, entering the Trump circle because he uh, he ended up meeting with Kushner and Steve Bannon and Michael Flynn, I think, um, after the election. So we know that after this meeting, he did end up communicating with other Trump officials. So that's pretty bad news for Trump. And second, uh, he's working with Mueller now. Nader. So mm, yep. he he actually got off a plane in January, going to Mar-a-Lago actually, and the FBI was there and picked him up. Um, nice. And they had warrants and they searched his shit. And then now he's been cooperating apparently. Um, so yeah, we don't we're gonna have to wait to see what actually happens with this because if if you know the UAE or Saudi Arabia end up did end up um, supporting Trump's campaign and Nader tells about it, um, that's pretty condemning. Uh, again, I guess we could say, oh, Trump Jr. was paying it, not not Trump. Yeah, there's always, like, levels. <laughs> but Which doesn't even matter, because, I mean... Yeah, like, w- Trump probably would cut his own son loose uh, and just be like, no, <laughs> fuck him. He'll go to jail. Cause, I mean, with the st- exception of Trump, John Jr. is the one I want in jail worse <laughs> than anybody. <laughs> it just makes me think of uh, fucking Stalin, who he, like, his son was in a... Uh, he got captured, and he's and Stalin had said, if anyone gets captured and you come home, you're going to the gulag. And his son came home, and he sent him to the gulag and then <laughs> killed his wife's family. Wow. So he didn't give a shit about his son either. Uh, so maybe, you know, sociopath wannabe dictators, or in Stalin's case, real dictators. Um, That's yeah. why uh, Don Jr.'s wife left him, wanted to get clean out before he was sent to the gulag. <laughs> yeah. And before she, her family was killed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that was a pretty big deal, um, which didn't get a lot of news traction i felt like one of the things i think is like what makes it difficult for these topics like the uh cohen accepting money from ukraine basically just taking their money because the officials were upset about all this and stuff (laughs) and um uh don jr meeting with the uae it's i feel like within the cultural mindset we've kind of latched on to russia collusion really well that when you hear about him doing things or um, Trump officials doing things with other countries. It doesn't like it doesn't sound as scandalous or as juicy as the Russia mm. stuff. Like why I thought was interesting because I was looking at the Ukraine things, trying to see like, oh, is this connected to Russia? And it's not because um, what BBC they're the ones that reported on the article uh, on Cohen meeting with the spokesperson Por- Poroshenko. And one of the things they were saying is that Poroshenko wanted to meet with Trump because what had happened is back in August of 2016 during the election, Poroshenko authorized a leak to the New York Times that revealed that Paul Manafort was getting millions of dollars from the pro-Russian interests in Ukraine. And he did that in order to curry favor with the supposed incoming president, Hillary Clinton. And so because he had done that, it's like, okay, we have to find ways to like make this up to Trump to show that we have like, that we want to, show our support for him so he'll show our support for us and hopefully like save us from russia and stuff like yeah, that those russian vacationers that are taking over yeah which is an important thing to think about that it's not just like that trump is a russia crony it's more that trump is just corrupt and the people yeah. around him yeah. are just corrupt and if people are offering them hundreds of thousands of dollars they'll take it it's not like they're like loyal to a nation or anything it's kind of like they they just want money. That is definitely the case. I yeah, and that's why I think like the stuff that like Cohen is getting in trouble for, and all these different 
um, all these different crimes that Mueller is unveiling, I feel like we're probably a lot less likely to find Russian collusion as we are to find like campaign finance violations. Yes. Like which we've already found. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, it's not illegal to pay a porn star to be quiet. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was put it, because if they did it to help the campaign, it had to be listed as a campaign disclosure. That's, like, I think a lot of people mo- lose that, that, like, it's not illegal to, you know, take money for some of the stuff they took money for, but it's illegal to hide it or, like, not pay taxes on it or, like, things like that mm-hmm. or disclose it. And one of the things that's, I think, really interesting about the Mueller investigation is in today's world where everything happens so fast and everybody is leaking like you read any article and it's like 18 white house insiders say this (laughs) Mueller has given one press like one public appearance not he's not like in hiding but like one like press conference where he just said i will do the best job that i can do and that was it and we don't know anything so usually like we find stuff out like a month after it happens through the Mueller investigation so like the stuff that we already know is insane. I have a feeling that the stuff that Mueller knows right now is like way bigger. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And like, like it, I even wanted to say before with like how Nader is working with Mueller. Nader also went to Moscow several times to set up a meeting with Russians. Like the same guy who's setting up the Saudi, trying to set the, to represent Saudi Arabia and UAE, was also trying to, to uh, set up back channels with Russia. So like, yeah, and Mueller's has this guy cooperating with him and one of like one of trump's big advisors roger stone was he explicitly asked wikileaks yo let us get some of them hillary emails (laughs) and then a couple days before they dropped he tweeted hey everybody get ready you should watch wikileaks has got some good stuff coming and then he went on tv and he was like yeah i'm almost definitely going to be indicted so let's see what happens uh roger stone is probably one of the most interesting and shithead people if you don't know roger stone is he's like one of the biggest hack job fuckers and we should do an episode just on him yeah i'm into that we we could just watch the uh that that netflix documentary get me roger stone and uh we all watch it and then yeah i think that's part of the reason (laughs) turning it back around to that where it's like this is why scandals sometimes can be hard to pick up is because if it's something that interests the public eye or like feeds into the narrative that's already built there it helps which is why again you see something like um back during the election for, with the Comey letter saying, hey, we need to investigate some more emails about Hillary. That Even though it's like, again, a lot of the people mad at the emails, it's like they're not really mad at the emails. They're mad at Hillary. And because Comey's letter feeds into that narrative, it helps, like, rile them yeah. up, even if like, there was nothing there in the end. Yeah, people who just irrationally hate Hillary and they're looking for stuff to hate her. Yeah. You know. No, but maybe maybe people change. Like, uh, new hero of the resistance, Trey Gowdy, who's saying that... <laughs> That, that the investigation is great and that nothing is uh, nothing bad is bad. I no longer have anything to gain by being a shithead. <laughs> this is just the the worst thing is seeing all the, the Republicans where people are. It's like when people are like, "Oh man, I miss I miss Bush. I miss Bush." And it's like, eh, eh, do you? All I guy? want is it so much to ask for one Republican who's not retiring to just fucking say anything of merit or value no nope, too bad they'll get they'll get ostracized with the party and probably never yeah uh, unless it's like uh, like uh Rand paul who's on his own out there we should mention uh, zte for those who don't know shit that would get other people impeached uh trump you know he put all those uh fucking china 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 china, uh, china. <laughs> sanctions he put all the sanctions on china but now he uh the, he... yeah the aluminum and the yeah 
Yeah, he put he put sanctions on a telecom company called ZTE, and uh, ZTE they hired one of Trump's former election campaign staff like two weeks ago, and now Trump made a tweet saying, "Oh, losing jobs in China, we gotta save China, we gotta help China," and uh, he, he lifted the sanctions on. That ZTE, was the so. most. It's this is. I feel like this is we're living in an endlessly frustrating time, not only in seeing him do all these things, but just wondering how his base can support him when he's so adamantly against something like Because this. his base is a bunch of fucking idiots. Most of them most of them don't know about the stuff and if they and if they, Yeah, they, they don't know. And if they're bright if it's brought up to them, they'll say Hillary probably did worse because they in their mind uh, Trump is the answer to the problem of political pressure when in reality, you know, he's, he's just another like, Yeah, I just, I can't imagine if we yeah. elected Bernie Sanders to be president, then it's like, guys, we, we really got to help out these private insurers. They're really suffering nowadays. <laughs> There's more we got to do for them. It's like... I bet I bet if you asked uh, most Trump supporters, they would say he's being harsh on China, even though he's harsher on Canada than he is that's, on China. Like, if you're, if you were suckered by a con man who is making shit up and contradicting himself all the time, yeah. why would you stop getting suckered by him? For it's forty percent of the country, Ryan. That's that's doing this. So. And the thing that I just don't fucking get <laughs> is how is his approval rating ticking up? Because he's showing strength. He's, he's showing strength against China, probably. Probably probably the jobs reports are good. Unemployment's down. Wages going up. Yep. But this is but, this is one of the things where I wonder if the Overton window has shifted so far to the right that when there's no scandals, they think he's doing well. But the unemployment rate drop is fucking slowed down since Obama. But whatever. <laughs> Bunch of fucking assholes in this country. <laughs> and Daryl, uh, that is what happened last year when it was at 30, I believe, in the start yeah. of his presidency. Then when the scandal, what was it, John Not Kelly came in? He, he dipped at, at the, the beginning of the presidency, and I think, at least from a lot of aggregate polls I saw, it was like around 35-ish. 32 It is important to note that it is still exceptionally low. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't, I couldn't imagine disapproving of him six months ago and now Approving of like, him now, yeah. What yeah. a good, what a good job you're doing. <laughs> well, like I said, people have, the, look at the fucking stock market. Like, uh, we have the trade wars are happening starting today on Canada and other countries. And the stock market went up. Stock market's going up. Like, there's no uh, ties to reality anymore. You guys have to accept that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of companies keep reporting, like, all-time high earnings, or at least, Which like, they would. Year yeah, they were doing that kind of every year already. Yeah, but, but like okay. stock markets are not this is what a lot of fucking idiots don't understand. The stocks <laughs> are the stock markets is not the economy. Yeah, it's corporations not, but, are doing but, well. Yeah. But people believe that is. You know what's funny? In China apparently I, I forget if this is official or not, but apparently uh the Chinese government's threatening to like arrest people who uh dare uh, uh, sell at like a massive sell off. Like you you're gonna keep stocks going higher or else they're gonna arrest you. And that's gonna be probably the future state of the economy. <laughs> like uh, people will be, it'll be it'll be a war crime too. Dare, dare <laughs> a war crime. <laughs> A trade war. It keeps going up where you die. Oh yeah. my god! Because if you look at if you look at the stock market now, like over its existence, uh, and tell me it's not a fucking bubble, uh, it's fucking laughable. Like the whole thing is like it's just exp- uh, growth and growth, and like uh, as a, as economy has been stagnant for decades. But I know, oh, but stocks are great. Even the wages are fucking stagnant, and there's <laughs> massive layoffs. It doesn't fucking matter because. Yeah, to be to be fair to economists, they don't look at the stock market to see yeah, if the yeah. economy is strong. Like that's like what people like yeah. idiots do. It is being a president, person leading us. Yeah, exactly. Economists actually look at GDP, unemployment, CPI, and things like that. Well, now we can find answers to the fun stuff. Hopefully, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is anything funny more? Is fun even a concept that exists in this reality? But talk about what used to be fun. Well, did it used to be fun, or is it because we weren't alive during then to be like this is bad? Listen, Daryl, we don't have much. Let me let me dream about the time that I wasn't alive. Well, well the question is, like, how would we react? Because back then, they didn't know about this stuff. This was all, like, only Secret Service and stuff knew about. 
uh, things presidents did behind the doors. Back in my day, the Secret Service was a secret. <laughs> keep yeah. a secret, yeah. But like now, but it's funny because like, uh, uh, like Obama was a weird exception. Like he was uh, in, in insanely pristine for a president uh, mm. as a human being, probably because he had to be a black man in politics. He had to be pristine, or else yeah. he'll get. Yeah, fucking, it was uh, a prerequisite of his race. It's amazing yeah. that he was a scandal-free president for eight years. Yeah. Uh, no latte salute, asshole. Uh, he yeah. ate the John Mustard, you motherfucker. You uh, f- Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. That's but yeah, like man. after like. Bush was a Bush was a fucking torturous war criminal, and Clinton was cl- everything Clinton did. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And and like he, he did have scandals, but they're not the scandals that Fox News cared about. They were like stuff that yeah, that, like they're gonna care about drone strikes. But even then, like when I say like, I don't mean that he didn't do anything bad. But like drone strikes, I don't think was a scandal as much as it was a fucking terrible policy. But that's the thing. Uh, the stuff he did bad were stuff that everyone would have done. Like, the establishment supports mm. things he did bad. Like, there's stuff that's that fair. Yeah, any yeah, president yeah. would have done. The, so that's why they picked on dumb shit like fucking Dijon Mustard and saluting with a latte in order to trash him because they had no policy. Just like Obamacare. Obamacare was fucking Republican policy position, but they yeah. just acted like it was bad just because Obama made it, basically. Like, they had yeah. no actual yeah. argument against it. I mean, it. we're saying Obamacare because the Republican messaging worked. Yeah. 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 It's very, it won. Yeah. It, it, it's late. We, were, we can't fucking change history. <laughs> They've they've been winning the meme war before we even realized there was a war. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, going back to early crazy presidential weird stuff behind the behind scenes. Uh, did you guys know John Quincy Adams believed the uh, Earth was flat? <laughs> no, 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 no sorry, I fucked it up. Did you know that John Quincy Adams believed the Earth was hollow? Hollow Earth? Yes. Oh, but that's that's. Oh, it was even at the time <laughs> by 18th century, it was very disproven. No, I know, but it's like it's less crazy than thinking the world is flat. <laughs> okay, so okay, so let me paint this picture. Let me paint this picture. So Sly, Quincy, even in his jokes, he goes hard and radical at first, and then backs to get what he really wanted. <laughs> All right, so John Quincy Adams was running against uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, it was a big upset, one of the biggest electoral college upsets, because all the elites wanted John Quincy Adams, and the uh, population wanted uh, Andrew Jackson, the Trump of his day. He won the popular vote too, actually, Jackson. But then, uh, yes, exactly. It was a four-way, yeah, race. it was a four-way split, and then the Speaker of the House gets uh, Ra- Henry Clay. Uh, rallied everyone else to vote for Quincy Adams, and yeah. every, Jackson was like, "This is fucking horseshit. I was scammed out of a president. How am I going to start a genocide now? I'll have to wait till I'm president." Yeah, so that was a feeling thing. Uh, I feeling at the time too. That's why Andrew Jackson won in, in the landslide when he ran again against Quincy mm-hmm. Adams. Uh, but yeah, so John Quincy Adams thought there was hollow. It was really a crackpot bullshit theory. And he was the intellectual versus uh, caveman Andrew Jackson, <laughs> and uh, it was it was he relayed an expedition to prove the Earth was hollow at the taxpayers' expense. Oh, wait, so I didn't know wait, we went really? this far. <laughs> yeah, and so the thing what happened was it never went through because uh, since he didn't win re-election, the, uh, Andrew Jackson immediately nullified it because Andrew Jackson was was smarter than to know the Earth was hollow. He knew the Earth was flat. So he was a flat earther. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. No, he fucking wasn't. He was. And Jackson believed the flat earth. This is this was according to what people thought from the time. They believed he was he, he was a flat earther, and he he believed Europe was spelled U R O P. Like, and he didn't. He only read one book his entire life, uh, Andrew Jackson. So even if, I don't know if that's true, but that was a prevailing. That's what quotes about him said. So I don't know if that's true, but that's what the, quotes, that's what the uh, common elite mentality was about Andrew Jackson. So. Maybe Phil can disprove you. From Maybe I, that, I, 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 that was you, ancient fake I have news. to disprove you? You have to disprove me. You have to prove that he thought the earth was flat. And I'm saying what quotes, but this is what the, the elite said against him. The elite said that uh, you have to vote for Quincy Adams because he was the intellectual, and Jackson is basically a caveman running with a fucking rock and uh, trying to bash people's heads in. Apparently this is debated by historians. 
But this is a thing that people think that uh, Jackson. He was seen as a very crass guy because he. Like, I, like, I like how Phil. We have flatter for today, and that's that's. <laughs> but the flatter for back then, Andrew Jackson. That's insane. No way. Okay, according to his private secretary, this is where it comes from. Jackson's private secretary, Nicholas Trist, has reportedly, not has, he did, a long time ago, reportedly told family members that he didn't believe the Earth was round. We have no confirmation what size, what shape he thought it was, <laughs> but he didn't think it was round. So one can presume he thought it was flat. It's okay. elliptical. He was right all along. Ellipses are still round. But but the, the fact that Phil was saying that hollow Earth theory is more believable than flat Earth? For sure. Even with today's technology, we have only drilled like 1% into the Earth's surface, right? Uh, we, we know it's what it's made of generally from the gravity, like how dense it probably but is Phil, based on gravity. But Phil, P waves and S waves need a medium to go through. Okay, but if they don't know how earthquakes work... I think they did but, know. I think that's why it was, was proven. Like, no, but they can't. They can't actually. Uh, okay, you're right. The people knew. I'm not saying it's impossible to know the Earth has shit in it. What I mean is, it's the flat Earth is so easy to disprove if you just like look at the angle of the sun in two different places but on the this, planet. That's all part of NASA's holograms they put in the sky. Yeah, if those don't know, because it was disproven long before Christopher Columbus. Yeah, the, actually, um, ancient Greeks knew it was. I mean, yeah, everyone knew. Like everybody it, it, but Andrew Jackson. <laughs> so flat Earth came back. So now, thanks to Phil, he's gonna bring back hollow Earth. Saying no, it's not flat. <laughs> I, just, I don't see. I don't see how you look at the curvature of the Earth, like uh, in an ocean. You're like, this goes all the way up to the sky. <laughs> uh, so moving, moving on from uh, John Quincy Adams. Uh, now, now we're just getting into sex scandals because those are always fun. Uh, Warren G. Harding. Uh, if you don't know, he was basically Trump of his day. Did he put the hard in Harding? Oh, he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harding's father once told him that it's a good thing he wasn't born a woman because he'll never not be pregnant. Like he'll be like twenty. <laughs> Uh, and so Warren G. Harding, he was basically trouble his day. He uh, he didn't want to be president. Like he like he was kind of like pressured into it. All he did was gamble. He gambled away the White House. China I feel like Trump set. wanted to be president very badly. No, like, I don't no. Know. Trump. I don't think he so. wa- he wanted to be like called president. He didn't want to do okay, fair, president. Fair. And when 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 they, they had the election results, I think the story was like he was like horrified. Like uh, and like Melania cried when the election results were coming in. Like no one thought it was. <laughs> she knew she knew what was going to happen to us. Oh, we should have gotten her on our election night episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Warren G. Harding uh, was was basically a Trump day. Massive, massive corruption scandals during his time. Was Teapot he Teapot Dome? Dome? Yeah, Teapot yeah, Dome. Yeah. And uh, he was having sex scandals on the side. Like he was more interested in like uh, you know he was a big horn dog. Uh, he had a fifteen year affair, affair with Carrie Phillips. Uh, the funny thing being about Carrie Phillips was he was his wife's one of his wife's best friend and the wife of one of his best friends. So he was just, he was fucking. Uh, his, his best friend's uh, and his wife's best friend, too. So, like, best friend's wife and his wife's best friend. Of course, Sly so brings up cucking. Yeah, cucking. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she wanted to make it, uh, his letters public. So, the RNC looking to avoid embarrassment because he had sent letter poetry to her and stuff. So, the RNC basically gave them 20 grand in cash, a trip to Japan, and a monthly salary to keep them shut, to keep their mouth shut. Uh, meanwhile, he was also, Hardy was also banging, banging Nan Britton uh, when he was 50, nearly 50 and she was 20. Uh, Britain was basically obsessed with him, and she covered his bedroom with walls of his campaign posters. Like she, like she treated him like like how people treat Trump now. Like if, like if like, Trump had a fangirl, wow, yeah. uh, girl now. <laughs> like how Trump chased Stormy Daniels after she spanked him with a magazine of his own face. Wow, uh, I didn't know that part. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he she had a daughter with him, and uh, even after uh, Harding died, uh, RNC was still calling her. A lying whore in public, as she said, like I have Harding's illegitimate child. Like he's a fucking uh, pinch of a bitch, and he had a bunch of other uh, 
uh, affairs. Uh, one of his New York so-called New York women committed suicide after Harding refused to marry her. And he might father at least two other illegitimate children as well on top of that. A regular old Robert Baratheon over here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was, he was basically um, the Trump of the day. He ruined the credibility of the White House. He's the bad guy. Now we're going to get to the Mike Pence. This is what Mike Pence will probably be viewed as once he becomes president. Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge was another Republican piece of shit. He was, he was, he was vice president to Harding. Yeah, so he was vice just, president. He took over yeah. after after Harding. And what happened was Harding was so bad that everyone thought Coolidge brought respectability to the White House. Just respectability, the core. <laughs> I mean, Harding, I think Harding was popular when he died. It's just all this shit came out after and people were like, oh, he's a scumfuck. Uh, but yeah, so Calvin Coolidge was respected at the time. Uh, but the funny thing is, was he played pranks on the Secret Service all the time for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, the Secret <laughs> Service installed a bell at the White House uh, that would be wrong in case of an emergency. And multiple false alarms started happening on a regular basis until finally the Secret Service caught Coolidge giggling at them from behind the pillar. <laughs> and they, told, they basically told him, like, stop fucking ringing the bell. Like, we think you're dying. Like, we, this is like an emergency <laughs> bell. Like, you're dying. And Coolidge yeah. still wouldn't stop it. They had to remove the bell. From, from the <laughs> like, like, you know, people say how, how uh, Trump is child, like a child with his toys. Like, he has that button that makes someone bring him a Diet Coke. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Coolidge literally was that. He was like a little child playing pranks on his fucking parents. I would, saying, I would do this as Secret Service too, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he buzzed agency office and then hide under his desk as he tried to find them. Like <laughs> he also would, uh, whenever he'll ring the bell for, doorbell for his staff, and then they'll come to take his coat, and you'll bolt and hide as they're coming to take his coat. So that's that, that was Calvin Coolidge. If, imagine, imagine Obama doing that. Imagine the people like how the fucking shit-faced Fox News don't know Obama doing that. I just love that, like, trolls have been forever, and they've also been our presidents. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Herbert Hoover, who people hate because he was viewed as, like, this distant, um, this, this, this passionate president because he basically let the Depression happen and took it to FDR for the government to start getting involved. Even though Hoover, by the end of his presidency, did start getting some government programs uh, in place, uh, people still view him as the guy who sat there while, you know, uh, uh, Ten cities were being formed around the White I House. I believe the like ten minutes we spent on Herbert Hoover in uh, in high school history was too little, too late. <laughs> yeah, too little, too late. Uh, but if you, but if you, but just to counter what I said about him not being uh, doing some good stuff, he was also a piece of shit because um, <laughs> the motto was at the White House at the time. Uh, he was the guy who will never lay eyes on you if you know it's good for you. And basically, the sizable and largely black White House staff at the time were required to hide whenever Herbert Hoover and his wife entered into. Uh, the White House, and when I say hide, they really have to like hide in closets and behind <laughs> chairs and stuff. And and so like they even developed the early warning system, ringing bells whenever Hoover approached. Like so they replaced into... Coolidge's bell they took away with a totally <laughs> new bell. Yeah, it's yeah, so, like they start fucking hiding. Like they will hide like under the fucking beds and stuff to try to hide from Hoover Hoover whenever he was inside the fucking White House. And you, you think that's fucking crazy? FDR kept this in place. <laughs> FDR stuff no need to change the position he would just walk into stuff everyone fucking high when FDR would come to his fucking office and he's like this is fine I guess it took us to Truman to be like what the fuck are we doing Truman's like this is fucking stupid like everyone's fucking high when I'm trying to enter the fucking house like where is everybody what the fuck <laughs> so point that is Truman, a pretty like weird regulation all it's, the I, I think it's probably one of those like it's from that like fancy mentality where it's like you don't want to see the you want things to get cleaned and you want people to cook for you but you don't want to have mm. to see like, like the lowly staff yeah, yeah, and then and, and uh, if you think that's like an uh, alien concept, like even now, like 
So this is alone, uh, supposedly from what I've heard uh, with people that work for him, you're not allowed to look him in the eye. Like, if you're working for him, you're not allowed to look him in, and even look at him. So yeah. like, and, and there's definitely people that in, in, uh, have policies like that. that this is not that crazy. Like, royalty has always done that, too, where you don't, your yeah. servants never address you. Like, they should just do the shit they're supposed to do, and, like, yeah. they, they, they should not exist in your vision, you know? Yeah, no one wants to accept it. Like, it's just, now it's easier because we have... Uh, now we exploit people in other countries like China and India. So now we don't want to see the people we're exploiting. Like we don't want to see the the people the animals are eating for our benefit. We want to see the people we're exploiting mm-hmm. for our benefit. We want you to be invisible, and we can just pretend everything is going along smoothly. Yeah, that that is an interesting concept. It's like you don't want the the picture of the kid that made your shoes next to like your shoes or your yeah. yeah the the microphone where microphones we're using were assembled by children somewhere probably yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so. Uh, uh, more lighthearted stuff again. Back to sex stuff. <laughs> uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, to- you know, everyone knows John, K- John F. Kennedy was a horn dog. I think, right? Yeah. 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 So he told the British Prime Minister, "If I don't have a woman for three days, I get terrible headaches." Uh, and so he figures his Secret Service uh, agents will comment that the sheer number of Kennedy's sexual partners and the recklessness of his use for them escalated throughout his presidency. He hired expensive prostitutes. He had affairs with interns, staff members, and secretaries. Uh, and so that's the kind of stuff people already know. Like he cheated on his wife, like constantly. Like uh, apparently, while his wife was giving birth to his son, he was having an orgy on a boat somewhere. Uh, so like that's how uh, much of a uh, fucking uh, horn dog Kennedy was. <laughs> and uh, apparently, he took photos of his sexual escapades, and he demanded the Secret Service would frame them into an uh, frame them into an art art gallery. Uh, and so this was say the fame the same art gallery that was framing uh, pictures. For Jackie to use during her White House restoration, which is kind of awkward. So like, JFK will come in with pictures of his dick to frame, and then Jackie will come in uh, asking for like refreshment for the. Uh, and they're like, I, "Let's really hope we don't get these two mixed up." <laughs> yeah. You wanted the dick pic, right, ma'am? Yeah, and 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 it's unknown what happened to that gallery after Kennedy's. Well, you know, the shit that happened with him. So who knows? Maybe in some private collection somewhere, these pictures of his dick are somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> It's all based on uh, what the Secret Service said. Are you going to talk about Johnson? Oh, yeah, LBJ. LBJ, yes, exactly. Yes. yes. LBJ scandals are my favorite. Yeah, LBJ's, uh, LBJ, Ryan's favorite president. <laughs> he was said to be je- jealous of Kennedy's womanizing ways and wanted to top him. Uh, so he will make a pass at secretaries. And it was known that anyone who accepted to be promoted to private secretary was basically, you know, his... his his love slave. Oh, I didn't know that. I was going to talk about his movie theater. Oh well, oh we can talk about that too. I don't have that. So oh. from what I from what I remember, LBJ used to invite people over, and they would be people he was like trying to make deals with, and to intimidate them, he would make them watch movies in his uh, in his movie theater, and he would sit in his underwear and make them watch like deers fuck each other, <laughs> like animal <laughs> porn movies, and he'd be like, "This is pretty good, right? Now you're going to pass my civil rights bill." <laughs> Yeah. I know he what? would he would meet with people and like take out his dick or his, his yeah yeah so he would take out his dick he would call it jumbo and like <laughs> he would say like have you ever seen something this big like look at my fucking dick and you would make find excuses to do it like he would pee in public and well, he, he, would, he, he had like a meeting while shitting on the toilet like he yeah. like opened the door and he's just like hey get in yeah. here yeah so one of um so Doris Good one of Johnson's staff members said like every time they have a conversation they'll eventually end up in the bathroom and. Uh, he, he would like be, be, he would like call staff members into his bathroom, and while he's shitting, he would just have conversations with them. Supposedly, it's because he was like very efficient at this time. Like he have a phone installed there too. So like if you if you had me with Johnson, you probably saw him shit. You probably saw him piss. <laughs> and um, uh, one on one occasion, uh, McGeorge uh, Bundy, Johnson's national security advisor, was so embarrassed by having to see his president, his you know the fucking president, his leader shit in front of him, <laughs> that he stood in the corner of the bathroom, faced the wall. 
uh, 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 trying to avoid uh, Johnson's gaze. So Johnson yelled at Bundy, come closer, come over here. And Bundy uh, nearly backed into Johnson's naked lap. Well, it's like, this is happens with presidents. Like, if you think life's a sitcom now, like, this happened. <laughs> And oh, so, um, uh, so back to the sexual stuff. By the way, like uh, LBJ's wife, Lady Bird, actually knew about it. So she had, truly the Great Society. <laughs> yeah. So she um, said she preferred to focus on his more positive aspects. And uh, one thing that's funny is, did you guys know that uh, Lady Bird Johnson hated her fucking nickname? I didn't know that. And the reason why she was called Lady Bird was because LBJ named Nick gave all his kids the initials LBJ, and she was the only <laughs> that didn't. So he, she said like, "You're gonna be Lady Bird Johnson." And she's like, "I don't want to be Lady Bird Johnson. It's a horrible nickname." He's like, "No, you want to be LBJ. Everything's gonna be LBJ. LBJ every all the way." <laughs> oh my God, Don Junior. Yeah. George Foreman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to go back to the penis stuff. Uh, while working at his Texas ranch, um, Johnson had a habit of uh, getting a cooler of beer into his car and just driving around aimlessly while drunk. And the Secret <laughs> Service to chase after him. Try, well, and the only way they'll stop him was when he took a piss off to piss. And uh, during these stops, uh, uh, he, he actually he started pissing on one of his Secret Service agent's legs. And a Secret Service agent said, Sir, you're pissing on my leg. And Johnson merely replied, I know. That's my prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> And just for the last note, uh, apparently Clinton, during his presidency, we have the, the, the sex stuff, so I don't need to get into that. You, everyone knows that. Yeah. He's fucking mm-hmm. another horn dog. Uh, but around 2000, around 2000, the Pentagon, you know, there's a procedure for the nuclear codes to check uh, to check them because you have the nuclear codes and the nuclear football, and they're both supposed to be close to the president. And so there's a protocol to, to inspect the codes every 30 days. And But what happened was... They kept having the inspection because it's like, I can't do it. I'm busy. Uh, we can, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. He couldn't get putting it off, putting it off. And it turned out when they finally did do it eight months later that they're like, oh, thank God you gave us these new codes because they had to get new codes. And they're like, thank God you gave us new- these new codes because we didn't have any codes. We lost them. We literally lost the nuclear codes for eight months. Okay, so we could we could have been nuked and then we couldn't retaliate. But then, it's like Metal Gear says, like just having it is an, is enough. Where like everyone, not just Metal Gear, I mean, do everyone. <laughs> Only Metal Gear fans <laughs> Only Just Metal like Gear. Metal Gear says. <laughs> yeah, Kojima predicted uh, mutual assured destruction. Uh, Every single <laughs> too late. reference to the Ferns and Proxy Wars is going to have it in, the, in the citations. Metagear 4, Microsoft 2, all this stuff. Wait, Sly, I was just reading this LBJ article. Did you mention his special custom shower? No, please do so LBJ had a he had special jets in, jets installed in his shower just so he could have a special separate separate shower just to spray his dick all the time. Wow. <laughs> his name was Johnson. Yeah, that man was like one of our greatest presidents, by the way. <laughs> the Great Society. Look at the Great up. Society. A lot of people, a lot of people didn't have electricity in this country until the Great Society. It was a huge revolutionary change for America. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that was uh, just a journey through how crazy politicians really were. And this is just the stuff we know that, like, his Secret Service mentioned after the fact. Who knows what George Washington did in, in private quarters and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's funny thing about, like, all of our founding fathers that it's, like, they're not all, like, these great, respectable... Like, they they only have sex to procreate men. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's funny because we, ha- we, uh, we have to create these legends about uh, people in power. When in reality, they're, they're fucking human beings, too. Just mm-hmm. try to do whatever they fucking can. Like Thomas Jefferson never like made like two speeches because he hated doing his public speeches. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like they were all they all had their quirks. They all had their fucking 
uh, weird issues. John Adams was so angry uh, that he like threw his wig on the ground and would stomp on it because he was so yeah. mad all the time. <laughs> okay, which president? One, one president died because he ate too much cranberries and milk. I, I think I think that's not true. I, like I think at the time people thought that, but it's not. Uh, well, that's what the, oh yeah, that, that's what the coroner said. I hope it's true. It's really fucking funny. Like, he died. Yeah, it's a fucking cranberries and milk. Can I read you guys a letter that Harding wrote about his own dick? Uh, please do. So he apparently called his let his 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 penis Jerry, and here are two excerpts from a letter that he wrote. Jerry, you recall Jerry, came in while I was pondering your notes in glad reflection, and we talked about it. He told me to say that you are the best and darlingest in the world, and if he could have but one wish, it would be to be held in your darling embrace and be thrilled by your pink lips that convey the surpassing rapture of human touch and the unspeakable joy of love's surpassing embrace. Wish I could take you to Mount Jerry, wonderful spot, not in the geographies, but a heavenly place, and I have seen some passing views there and reveled in them. Gee, how I wish you might be along. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's truly a poet of that guy. <laughs> and this article does refer to Jerry as his chief of staff. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this fun romp through the world of Oops, I Talk Politics. If you would like to hear more, we have bonus episodes on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Flying Machine. And all the shows on the network have bonus episodes, so you should check those out at flyingmachine.network, our website too. And this week, I want to plug the main channel, The Flying Machine Show, which last month, they're more like documentary-style episodes. Last month, uh, Justin talked about video games and the cycle of dopamine that gets you to play till 5 o'clock in the morning. And now, in the Facebook group, it's Star Wars Week, so the new episode is all... It's Malcolm's new episode on the Flying Machine show about Rogue One and why it's such a good prequel. And I know half of this show oh strongly disagrees. <laughs> oh no, Malcolm, what yeah. have you done? Half of this show disagrees. One percent, one one quarter has no opinion, and one quarter disagrees. Yes, or agrees. Well, I lost my fucking chance. Uh, I like Rogue One a lot. I don't think Phil gives a shit at all. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I don't care. <laughs> Sly and Daryl hate it a lot. Now I have to hate listen to it. So you should join our Facebook group, and I'm I hope that we get to see this argument play out in real time. We should we should make a response to the crash. Like why we launched was bad... this podcast because we got mad that Malcolm liked Crash. <laughs> yeah, fun history. And we were right. Yeah, <laughs> for the record. Yeah. So, yeah, check all that stuff out at flyingmachine.network. And, yeah, it's June now, so we have new bonus episodes out. The Oops bonus episode is about, uh, what is it? Should Democrats adopt the, the strategies, strategies of, Republicans. of Republicans? And if you haven't donated to the Patreon, you haven't heard Daryl's incredible theme song that he wrote for all the bonus episodes. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Okay, so thank you guys for listening to Oops, I Talk Politics. I've been... Taking a beautiful hike up Mount Jerry. <laughs> I've been pissing on your leg, but it's my prerogative. <laughs> I've been hanging out with my chief of staff. And I've been trying to coast a million dollars from foreign officials. Oops, I ended the podcast. I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>